Hello, and welcome to another episode of This Diet Life. I'm Kim Dunaway. I have the privilege of working in both the natural products industry and the fitness industry. And especially in January and February, there's always this influx of people looking to get healthy. The sooner, the better. And by March, they've usually gone back to their old ways. And realizing that we're in the middle of June, as I record this, it's very important to me to set people up for success. Because so oftentimes we set ourselves up for failure. We have the desire to live healthier, to eat healthier, to be healthier. But we expect that overnight we're going to change all of these years and years of poor habits. And that just doesn't happen. So instead of trying to do a complete 180 on our lifestyle, taking things one step at a time, one meal at a time, is an approach that can provide lasting success. So today I've got five keys to living a healthier lifestyle. So number one would be to set clear goals. Usually when people set a goal to be healthier, that doesn't really say much. It's very broad, can be somewhat vague because what is healthy for one person could be unhealthy for someone else. For instance, a person has a goal to lower their cholesterol or lower their blood pressure, their diet is going to look very different from someone who has a goal to be in a bodybuilding competition or someone that has arthritis pain is going to have a very different diet than someone who is suffering from digestive disorders, for instance. So set clear goals based upon what your health challenges are. And sometimes you need to prioritize those challenges because oftentimes people have a lot of things going on. So they want to do something for their thyroid. They want to do something to lose weight. They want to do something for fibromyalgia. It's a lot of different things going on that can compete against each other. So you've got to prioritize what is the most important thing that I need to work on right now. And you can cater your diet accordingly to work on that specific issue. So once you set your clear goals, number two, they need to be attainable and sustainable. I'm very, very big on this because again, we can set ourselves up for failure by having goals that are unrealistic, meaning that you haven't been working out, but you're going to go to the gym five days a week and work out for an hour and a half. That's probably not going to happen. That's one of the reasons that you see this swell of people in the beginning of the year and they don't last. They either get injured because they weren't used to working out and perhaps they had bad form or they were over exercising or people forget how much time that it takes to go to the gym. They're used to getting off at five and getting home at 5.30. So now you go to the gym, they forget about the time to drive there, to drive back, to change clothes. And now you're getting home maybe at 7.30. 
So maybe the, all of a sudden that really wasn't attainable after all to be getting home two hours later than you used to get. So in sustainable, meaning that these are habits that we could adopt to our life and do them for the rest of our life, not something temporary. I think a lot of times, even just the word diet comes off as temporary. It's something that you're going to do for a short period of time. Really what you need is something that is a way of life, something that you're going to do for the rest of your life, not something that you're going to do for a month or three months period of time. And so very important that what you do is sustainable. So if it's not sustainable for you to work out five days a week, then your goal doesn't need to be to work out five days a week. Maybe it's just to work out three days a week or just starting out at two days a week. But that way, when you get to the gym twice a week, you fulfilled your goal. Whereas if you have a goal to work out five days a week and that's really not attainable and you just go two days a week, you're not satisfied with that two days a week. You feel like you failed. Whereas if your goal was to go two days a week and you make it two days a week, your mentality is much different because you would have met your goal. Number three, my advice when I'm giving people diet advice on how to change from that standard American diet, that sad diet to a healthier one is one meal at a time. I usually recommend for people to start with breakfast. It's a very easy meal to remedy, regardless of what type of breakfast you're used to having. If it's a coffee and pastry breakfast, if it's no breakfast at all, if it's a very heavy fried or sugary cereal, whatever it may be, it's a very easy meal to remedy again, based on your goals. So for me to sit here and be like, this is your ideal breakfast. What is an ideal breakfast for somebody losing weight, which may be a higher protein type of breakfast, would not be the ideal breakfast for someone that's working on their cholesterol, which might be a high fiber breakfast in contrast. But working on just breakfast first and just working on that for a week or two. And then once you see the benefits of that, Then let's move to that second meal, to lunch. And maybe lunch used to be going out to eat. So maybe now that you've got breakfast under your belt, you can start to maybe do a little bit of prep at night when you were doing dinner. You can also use that for lunch the next day. Put it in a piece of Tupperware, it's already ready to go, and take it for lunch. Or maybe it means that you're making a healthier choice at a different restaurant if you're still wanting to eat out for lunch. But You've done that second. And then after four to six weeks of breakfast and lunch, then you start to work on that third meal. So then over the case of a couple of months, you've gradually made changes into your diet. And voila, you're eating a lot healthier. Whereas if you had just tried to change everything overnight, you go to the grocery store with a shopping list for your new diet of foods that you don't really know how to cook, if you're going to like it, all of a sudden you've got to prep all of this food and you're not used to doing that. You're really not setting yourself up for success. So one meal at a time. Number four, addition and subtraction. And what I mean by this is if you take something away from your diet, I want you to add something to your diet at the same time. Because oftentimes what we end up with when we're trying to eat healthier is a very restrictive diet. 
I can't eat this, I can't eat this, I can't eat this. And so your mind is constantly focused on what it is that you cannot have instead of what it is that you can eat. So if you're gonna take something away from your diet, I'm gonna take away white sugar. So maybe you're gonna add xylitol, a lower calorie, different processed sugar as far as the body goes, it processes it differently, it's utilized differently, doesn't impact the blood sugar as much. You could use that maybe as an alternative. Again, this depends on what your goals are, but that way you're not just going, oh, I can't have sugar, but you've got this new food that you can have, or you're deciding to go on a wheat-free diet, can't have wheat. Maybe you can add in spelt, a new grain that maybe you haven't had before. So again, as you're taking away a food, you're adding a food so that it's not so restrictive. This is also a really good way to keep it simple because we can really start to overcomplicate things because you read this article in a magazine, you see this story on TV, and you start to go, ooh, I wanna incorporate this idea. I wanna do that plan along with this. And it's very, very difficult if you try to combine a lot of plans. You wanna take a lot of different authors' advice. There was this one time when, well, let's be honest, I've done this many times, but there's one time in particular when I got really crazy when I was trying to do body type plan with Ayurveda with the blood type plan. And I had typed up the foods that I could eat on a piece of paper and cut it out and put it on my purse. And there was maybe like, I don't know, 25 or 30 foods that I really could eat. I think I started out with just having the foods that I couldn't eat on a piece of paper. And then eventually I just went to having the foods that I could eat. That was just way ridiculous, right? I was making things super complicated and very restrictive. And obviously that didn't last. So keeping it simple, if you're gonna take something away, add something to replace it. And number five, don't go down the rabbit hole. And what I mean when I say that is, don't beat yourself up if you eat something that you felt like you weren't supposed to, if you had a bad day, don't allow that to go back to your old ways. Sometimes what happens is you, let's say you went and you bought a box of cookies and you ate four cookies, which was not on your plan, was not what you wanted to do, it's not part of your goals, and you feel bad about it. If you just go, you know what, screwed up, it's okay, and move on, that would be the best thing. But what happens is oftentimes we go down the rabbit hole. We have this box of cookies. Well, I've already screwed up today. Let me go ahead and eat eight more cookies. <laughs> Let me go ahead and finish this bag of chips, whatever it is. And then we allow ourselves to go down. We allow ourselves to sink down. We don't just brush it off. And I've seen a lot of people do this where we have a, a meal that we feel like we shouldn't have ate. So then we just chuck off the entire day and we just like, well, 
this is just a bad day. Like, let me just go ahead and eat crap for dinner too. And the problem with that is the next day when you wake up, you're like, well, why don't I just chuck it as a bad weekend? And I'm just going to eat crap today too. And the next thing you know, you're completely off of your plan. So it's great if we can have a hundred percent compliance and we do everything perfect, but we're human and we're not going to do everything perfect. So don't consciously go out and try to fail, but if you do own up to it and move on. If you bought a box of cookies and you ate half the box, throw it away. Don't eat the rest of the box just because you ate half already. If you mess up, don't go further down the rabbit hole. Once you realize that you did, it's okay. But don't stay there. Climb back up. Get back on your plan. Give yourself your pep talk. Have your pity party if you need to. I certainly did last week with my weigh-in. But I picked myself up and moved on. And I actually feel okay about it now. Not to uh, digress too much. But I thought to myself, you know, if I lost six pounds every two months, like, I would actually be at my goal. Like, in not too long. So what am I so frustrated about? So if we spend so much time beating ourselves up when we mess up, then we're not building ourselves up to have success. So let me go over these five things one more time before I leave. One, set clear goals. Two, changes that you make need to be attainable and sustainable. Three, start making changes one meal at a time. Four, if you're gonna subtract something for your diet, add something in, addition and subtraction. And five, don't go down the rabbit hole. So this is the point when I've started to tell people about my podcast. So if you want to follow me on social media, uh, at Kimmy Two Shoes on Instagram. Uh, you can email me at thisdietlife at gmail.com and I'd love to hear your comments or maybe even future topics for future podcasts.